Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. And this is the Pursuit of Badassery, the podcast. This podcast is all about taking action and creating that badass business abundance and life that you want. Where we share stories, laughs, wins, and epic fails to show you the whole picture of the entrepreneurial journey. It's not just unicorns and rainbows, people. Jump on and follow us through this raw and witty roller coaster where we get down and dirty and go behind the scenes of life and entrepreneurship. Get on it, get over it, and get after it. Hi, I'm Lynn. And I'm Amanda. Welcome to the Pursuit of Badassery, the podcast. We are back with another incredible guest coming all the way from Australia to talk to us today. This is Elle Louise McBride. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. We are super excited. Now, Elle specializes in neuro self-care, which is a blending various modalities to address the mind and body holistically. With a focus on empowering women and young adults to live their best lives, Elle is a world-renowned havening technique practitioner and is sought after for her expertise. We are so excited to have you on the show. I'm so thrilled to be here. Yes. Tell us how you got started. I think for most people, we get started because we either see a gap in the market or we have a personal passion. And so for me, I had come from a big corporate background. I had worked in retail. I really loved lifting people up and seeing people thrive until I hit burnt out at 23 and I couldn't do it anymore. So I I left my corporate job and I went and I traveled 27 countries and I just kept running and running and running until I couldn't run anymore. Um, this meant that a lot of experiences happened. I had a near-death experience in uh, Hawaii where essentially I, I got to the pearly gates and was told it wasn't my time, that my life had purpose and my life had meaning. And so after that, it was a really big unpacking of, of what that um, encounter meant. And then from there, it got a lot harder. I faced anxiety and depression and a lot of um, complex um, stress that had kind of come up in my life. And so I really started on that journey of trying to find something to support myself. And then yeah, as life happens, you you end up places and you meet people. And I had a, a meeting with a, a lady very randomly in a coffee shop, and she introduced me to this technique called havening techniques. And so I had a session. And after that session, it completely just saved my life, changed my life. And from there, I made a lot of changes within a very short period. And six weeks later, I trained in that modality. And that has been seven years ago. And so, yeah, now I'm the leading practitioner here in Australia and a global ambassador for this um, modality. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about what the havening technique is? Yeah, so havening techniques is a psychosensory therapy. So psychosensory therapy means using the body to change the way that we feel. You may have heard of tapping where you tap on certain parts of your body yeah, or EMDR where you're using lateral eye movements. Very similar, but what they found through the havening techniques, it was developed in the year 2000. So over the last two and a bit decades, 23 years, they have worked out the, the science of what's actually happening in the mind when we become traumatized. And 
why then when we touch certain parts of our body, it can feel quite nice. Then they linked it to, if you think about nurturing a baby, if a baby was crying or a toddler fell over, it runs to its caretaker and a caretaker genuinely will you know, stroke its arm and say, shh, you're okay. What this does is it produces a large amount of delta waves and delta waves are what we need as the the slowest brain wave that we have. So when we get that fight, flight, freeze, fawn response, our amygdala sends off amper receptors. It's it's, it's so quick, that instant response. So the havening techniques, the way it works is that if you have an event that you've been through in the past that you continue to relive, if you have a phobia or a, a thought or a belief about yourself, or about life, we can permanently change the way that the amygdala responds due to the activation of delta waves. And it's such a quick and rapid modality, but it's permanent and there's no re-traumatization. And I love it because sessions can happen where it's very limited uh, context. So people don't have to share about the traumas that they've been through. Often by the end of the session, they do share because they're no longer attached to it, that that, that, connection towards I like to say it's like the memory's there but there's there's no more alarm system going off so it's a really wonderful and nurturing modality it originally was amygdala depotentiation um, but then they they moved it to havening because we're creating a safe haven in the landscape of the mind so it's very complex in neuroscience but it's very deceptively simple when it comes to um, a modality itself in the in the healing world I love that. I mean, I love modalities to help us like process and to heal and to re-engage or peel back those layers of the onion. And um, I know you work a lot with women in with this technique, not just to overcome trauma, but to um, and heal and process it, but also to uh, work through insecurities or self-doubt and beliefs. And um, can you talk a little bit about more about that? Because especially, you know, our audience is mostly entrepreneurs and small business owners. And I think a few of us have faced some insecurities or some, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We could all put our hand up, even myself, right? And this is what happens is that you know, for myself, I look through the lens of a trauma-informed perspective, but in this today's society, we put trauma to the first responders, to those that are experiencing war and, and trauma in that perspective. But traumatic experiences for somebody could be hearing a parent when they're a child speak about, you know, yourself in a, in a way that just shifts the the belief of, oh, maybe I'm not loved, maybe I'm not good enough. And then, you know, as we do, we venture out into the workplace and, you know, we're often let go, we're, you know, for whatever reason, we let go of a job or, you know, these small things happen and they, they change the belief that we have about ourselves. So, for myself, like, yes, we can work on the belief, but the reason why we have that belief is because there's been a, a, a very either minor or a very large significant event that has happened that's changed that perspective. So the way that I love to work is somebody in their mind, they'd either for about 10 to 15 seconds, they would either revisit that event that took place and they would just think about that event. Again, we're activating that stress response to it. Or they could just think about the way that belief now feels. So you might not know, oh, I'm, I'm feeling like I 
could never go on a podcast or I'm feeling like I I could never say yes to a speaking gig or I, I couldn't go and ask my boss for a promotion. And so you just get that feeling. That's all we need. And it's just that stress response on the amygdala to say, alert, you're going to be rejected. You're going to be uh, left. You're going to be um you know, humiliated, you'll be embarrassed. Who do you think you are? Right. All of these beliefs and thoughts that we have. You know, a, a human on average has up to 80,000 thoughts a day and 50,000 of those are repeated. So, you know, if we just worked on one of those beliefs every day, you know, like before we know it, we're we're truly we're changing the our our thoughts, our beliefs, and it can happen very rapidly. You know, in one belief, there's thousands of beliefs attached to that. So you just work on one belief and and so much of it just gets, I like to say it's, you know, when you, uh, I love analogies, but you're you're sweeping the floor and then in Australia, we call it a dustpan and you, you, you swoop it all up. That's what we do. When we work on one area, we end up bringing it all in. Um, you know, we don't go and clean the floor by just one piece at a time. And so the mind is very similar. We can actually work on a lot of beliefs that we have about ourselves very rapidly. Um, we often say in Havening, there's a 15 minutes to freedom. They're just 15 minutes of a gentle stroking of the, the arms across the face or the hands. If you do that for 15 minutes, even just sitting in silence, mm magical with a trained practitioner you know you can truly heal your heal your life after my swimming incident I didn't go in the water for four years I couldn't go in the ocean I couldn't go in a swimming pool I had um, my first panic attack was in a bath um, about a month after this this swimming incident any any representation of water um, just completely triggered me one day when I'd, I'd moved to the beach in Burley Heads, if there's any Australians listening, it's absolutely stunning. And I'd lived there for two months and I, it's hot here in Australia. You know, we're talking 35 degrees. I don't know what that is in Celsius. And, and I'm, I'm sitting there on the beach thinking, all I want to do is go into that ocean. But my fear response was so great. It was so much greater than me that I, I couldn't even get to the edge of the, the water to put my my toes in. Having known at that point what I knew about havening, I said, okay, enough is enough because we've got to be ready for healing. We've got to be ready for breakthrough. We've got to be ready to decide, actually, I am i don't need this belief anymore. It's it's having more detriment than it is helping me. And so I sat on that that edge of the water and I, I, took, I got activated the stress response. I took myself through a havening process, which is about you know, seven to 15 minutes. And I stood up and I walked straight into that water and I've been able to swim by myself ever since. And it was so freeing that at this point, I'd only just trained in the modality. I hadn't um, been working with clients, but I was able to use this on myself, which is now something that I teach my clients is how to utilize this modality uh, whether it's a small child in a classroom or a teenager that's being bullied or a, uh, an, an adult going about all the things that we so wonderfully get to do. It's, um, it's such an incredible modality. I like that you said that you have to decide. Like you have to mm -hmm. decide and make that conscious choice to heal yourself and to make those changes because it 
it's important to note that you have to make that choice because if you don't make the choice, you're never going to see the change. Mm. I, I strongly believe that people need three things. They need to be ready. They need to be willing and they need to need to be able. And this is for really across any area in life. You need to make that decision of, yes, I, I'm ready, whether it's for healing or for a relationship or for whatever it is in your, your life, you, you have to decide that you're ready for that. You also have to be willing, you know, in order to heal your life, you're giving up a lot of um, processes and a lot of coping mechanisms and a lot of beliefs about yourself that it can be quite scary to, to let go of what's been so familiar for so long in order to go into the unknown. Uh, we all know, oh, you know, you heal your life and you feel lighter and you feel brighter and you have more confidence and it's, and it's so freeing. But when you've been stuck in survival for such a long period of time, the sense of freedom is scarier than the fear base that you've been living in. And so it's it's a necessary to be willing. And then the third is able. You know, if for for my clients, when they when they come to me, you know, I have a very affordable um um investment rate to for my sessions because I I'm one of only 150 certified and, and trained in this modality. And so for myself, I, I want this to ripple out and I, and it's rapid and it's fast. And I have, I've, I've charged somebody nothing and I've been paid thousands of dollars for a session. So it's, it's very much a, a scale, but people have to be able to have access to the internet, to be able to make a financial investment in themselves, to be able to um, take that, that time. You know, I run a, a six day women's retreat. You know, if somebody wanted to come to that, but they weren't able to take six days off, then it's not going to happen for them. So for us, really in any area of life, ready, willing, and able. And if we don't have those things, we're not going to be able to make that commitment to ourselves, whether it's a, a commitment by time, a commitment by finances, a commitment by, yeah, again, just choosing that I want something different for myself. And I, there's this, for me, it was always this, this little spark. It felt like a, a light of a candle flame of I want more for myself. Now it's a raging fire sometimes. And I think, oh, come on, let's let's put some water on this. It's it's raging too much. But that's where it started. I, I just had this feeling like there has to be something more. And I tried, you name it, so many different modalities. I was in and out of courses. I was traveling from, you know, four to six hour drives here in Australia, trying to find the best of the best. And it wasn't until I had that session with Karen Hedges and I sat in the chair and I didn't even have to say what I was going through. All I said was when I was, and I started crying, the safety that she had for me there. And afterwards, I, I just remember the expansion of my chest and going, I, I just feel free. This burden that I'd been carrying around that had been subconsciously locked. I Yeah, it was a very complex time in my life. If we had more time, I'd, I'd go into it. But we all do. We're, we're all carrying things that we'll never discuss with people. And so, you know, to have that ability to be able to fully heal from it. And 
people come in, they say, oh, you know, when I went through it, it was really bad. It was like a 10 out of 10. I say, well, where is it now? And they say it's a six. It's not, it's not that bad. If I poke it, it hurts, but it's not that bad. And I say, well, what if I tell you it could be zero? What if I could tell you that that memory could feel like a movie? It could feel like a, a story you once read. It, it's not the lens that you're viewing life through. It's, it's no longer weighing on you. What, what if that could be the case? And they don't believe me until after the session when they're just tears of joy because, and so I've had people look under the chair like, Elle, what did you do with it? And I think it's not me, it's your willingness. You created those three things. You were ready for it. You were willing to let it go and you were you were able to. You were going to be stronger at the end of it without this, this memory. There's a lot of things in there that um that we could really unpack unpack, but I do love the ready, willing, and able because and this transcends not just to heal from trauma, but also like in our in the business world, in the personal world, in just our mindset, our beliefs, all aspects. So I do, I definitely love the simplicity of are you ready? Are you willing? Are you able? Because there is there there's complexities in 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 depth to each of those. However, that's a really simplified way of saying like you have to acknowledge, you have to be willing to like put in the steps and you have to actually do the steps and have the space to do the steps. And so I appreciate that. We had somebody on our podcast a while back that talked about comparative. I can't remember the second term that she used, Amanda. I know you're going to, I know you remember who this was, but um, where people would be like comparative trauma, but trauma wasn't the last, the second word, essentially like you know, everybody, I, I love that you said everybody's trauma is their own trauma. And a lot of times we get into, well, mine was worse or mine was this and mine was that, and that's not helping anybody. And, and even, even if you're not talking about speaking about trauma, even about like, you know, we deal with this on a business level, well, I'm different because, um, you know, even though we see that, okay, I've, most people go through this in your position, however, like it's, it's individualized to you. And so essentially you're giving them the ability to have the tools and coming from someone who has put in a lot of healing work on many levels. And I've spoke about it a lot over our podcast here and there and um, have written a book about it. Um, it is like an ongoing process. And I do understand that like freeing the, that, that breath that you can take and it sounds like that this modality is something that, again, people can keep coming back to over and over again, because you did talk about the neuroscience side. And we know in neuroscience, like once that, once that pathway is paved, once it's there, it's always there. You just learn new pathways and you develop new pathways. And so um, I'd love for you to talk just a little bit about that, because I feel like it's really it's a really important point near the expert, not me, um, just went through it. So, <laughs> yeah, well, it, you know, understanding trauma is, is so simple. You know, I, we, we've overcomplicated it, right? I love to think of, you know, the, the mind, everything comes through the prefrontal cortex, which is like the, the deciding pointer, right? Have I, have I been here before? Is this familiar? Do I like this? Do I not? Okay. Let's activate a stress response or we're fine. And the, the, the brilliance of our of our mind hasn't hasn't changed right since the the dawn of day and so we have the the knowledge and the understanding of of it now 
through the lens of which I work, I'm always looking at, at for people, again, there has to be an event, right? An event has to take place in order for it to change us. That event has to have meaning. My feelings were hurt. I was abandoned. I was left. I felt unloved. Yeah. The next one is the landscape of the mind. And this is to me, one of the most important aspects of us and the work that I choose to do is that our landscape of our mind at any given time is either in a place of feeling resilient or it's vulnerable. So it's like a landscape. If you think of, you know, a dry desert, you know, very vulnerable, there's hardly any water, it'd be hard to survive there. Whereas a rainforest where it's lush and, you know, there's there's water and there's shelter, it's a much more resilient landscape if we were left. And so our mind is in either one of those states. Now, if we're in a more um, resilient landscape within our mind, we're going to go through life and things are going to happen. You know, things are going to happen that that we're going to like and that we're not going to like. I live by the motto that some of the best days of my life haven't happened yet and some of the worst days of my life haven't happened yet. So that's where I choose to focus and, and grow in my level of resilience, which is, again, building those neural pathways of I'm safe, I'm loved, all is well, everything is always working out for me, I'm, I'm full of sparkle, one of my favorite affirmations, right? I tell myself who I'm choosing to be, and I'm, I've overcome the things that I choose not to be anymore, the old labels that were given, the old neuropathways that I had. So therefore, when I come up against things in life, the fourth part of encoded trauma, so I said event, meaning the landscape of our mind, the last one is a sense of inescapability. Again, if I am in a state of resiliency, I'm going to face those things and be okay. But if my landscape is quite vulnerable, just say I have been through a breakup, I've, um, you know, a, a, um, I was nearly just in a car accident and then something happened, whatever it might be, if I'm a little bit shaken in my mind, I'm going to perceive threat a lot more. And what's happening is because we're so dysregulated when we're going to sleep at night, we're not processing our day with as much ease. And therefore we're going to sleep in this, this state of um, just uncertainty within ourself, uncertainty within our life, which then again is just feeding that vulnerable landscape. And it's, it's such a simple way to then look at it and go, okay, well, our mind is constantly looking for a way to survive, but we're constantly surrounding ourselves with so many different threats. Every time we open up social media, we're, we're constantly bombarded with, with threat stimuli. The prefrontal cortex is working so, so much overtime to try and just feel safe when we can do that with ourselves. We can do that through an increase in an influx of delta waves to allow ourselves to just feel safe and calm. And I love that you talk about the resilience because I think as, I don't know if you want to say as a society, we just have not, we're not as resilient as we used to be. And I think it's a mark of a lot of entrepreneurs that they do have that resilience because you do need it in order to overcome and to pursue a positive growth mindset, you need to have that resilience resilience, and you need to understand that, as you said, some of the best 
things that in your life have not happened and some of the worst things have not happened and both of those are okay and that you're going to get through both of those and you will be resilient regardless of what circumstances come your way. And that's where overcoming the past and healing isn't just for ourselves to be present here now, but it's it's for our future selves because we're constantly, events are constantly happening, but it depends on how we look at them, which is why two children can grow up in the same home and have a completely different outlook on their childhood, which is why, you know, you're both in a business. I have a business partner with my retreats. And so, you know, we're both in the same business. We have completely different perspectives on our business based on the past. Yeah. And so it is resilience to me is the underlining when it comes to trauma, because we can, we can understand how the mind works. That part's simple, but when we actually put it into the fundamentals of, okay, I'm, if, if I can focus on becoming more resilient by letting go of the past, then life's going to be a, a lot easier. Love that. I do want to add, you said for ourselves, but also with someone who has children, I know Amanda does as well. I really put in a lot more work because I wanted to heal, not just for myself, but for my kids. And because I believe in karmic and all that good stuff, but also to heal from the past and to the future. And so I love that you said that. Any last nuggets for our audience who are already almost at time? Oh, I think... You know, just the reminder that all is well. You know, I was I was speaking to somebody yesterday, and so it feels quite fresh. And she was like, you know, everything just happening in the world right now. And, you know, even regardless when this podcast comes out, things are going to be happening in this world. But you really have a choice on what your perspective is in it. Because right now, we've not lived through the era that we're we're living in. And so it's being gentle with ourselves and recognizing that we're coming up against things that have never been fought or, or, or seen before. So we don't know what we're doing. And that's where it's got also going, okay, well, if we reflect back, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, everyone is just doing their best all of the time. So, you know, to anybody listening, like just be a little bit kinder to yourself today. It's so simple. But like, just know that you're worthy of healing and you're worthy of feeling good. And like, whatever it is that you're carrying, like, it's time to just put that burden down. Like, you'll be so much lighter without it. And I just, yeah, I really want to encourage you that you are ready for whatever, whatever it is that is on your heart right now. Like, if you have got something that you're like, I really want to go and do that today, or I really want that for myself, just take the next step. Take the next step. You're worth it. Yeah, you're good enough. You wouldn't have the idea if you couldn't achieve it. So, yeah, it's so simple. So simple. Well, how can people get in contact with you? Yeah, my um, just searching my name, L. Louise McBride. At, I'm across all platforms under that name. My website, uh, Instagram is mostly where I share a lot of educational posts. Uh, YouTube, I have a 10-minute uh, free video that you can go and try havening for yourself. Um, or then, yeah, see my website for how to book in sessions if you feel called to try this modality or find a practitioner near your, yourself on havening.org. And you do work globally, correct? So you can work virtually. Yeah. Yeah, I work virtually. I love it. I did pre and post COVID. So it was, um, COVID wasn't anything new for me. Nothing needed to change. Same. I, I was a Zoom pro before Zoom became awesome. Yeah. 
known. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Well, please, uh, our audience, I know this is a little change up of what we normally put out there, but we feel that it's really important to understand the whole part of who we are, what we're doing and healing, obviously, as you all know, has been a huge part of my journey um, that I've spoke about a lot on this podcast. And so we're really grateful to have you all on the podcast today to be able to share uh, with our audience just some different ways to think and kind of, uh, yeah, help process through that. So please share, like, comment, um, follow Elle on Instagram or any other social media channels that you prefer. But like she said, Instagram is her jam. And yeah. Of course, all that will be in our show notes. So if you are listening on this platform or a different platform than our actual website, if you go to the pursuit of badassery.com slash podcast, you will be able to find all the information in the show notes. Absolutely. Till next time. Get after it. All right, everyone. It's not enough to just listen. Now you've got to put it into action. We are so excited to see what you do next. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review on iTunes. And to find out more about what we're doing, visit us at thepursuitofbadassery.com.